are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Thursday episode. We're going to talk about what's coming up in a couple hours. Podcast number 377 gets you prepared for that. We've also got a clip from a podcast that Clayton went on that I really wanted to share with you guys. More on Ashley I and her friendship with Sydney. What else she said. We Yesterday we read you what she said on her Instagram story. On their podcast, Ben and Ashley's Almost Famous podcast, Ashley I said a little bit more. Ben pushed back. We're also going to talk about The Floor, my favorite game show going on right now, and something that happened the other night that was just laughable. We're going to talk about the challenge from last night, and there has been a divorce in the podcast world. Not Bachelor-related, but we'll discuss it because it's a lot of talk about this going on right now. So we'll get to all that momentarily. So coming up in a couple hours, podcast number 377, it is with Tessa Tukes and her fiance, Joey Kirchner. If you don't know the story, we definitely go over it. Tessa was on Clayton season, only lasted a couple episodes. Then she went on Bachelor in Paradise Canada and got engaged to Joey Kirchner. So maybe you watched Bachelor in Paradise Canada, maybe you didn't. It doesn't air here out in the States. You have to... No network has picked it up. So there is a way to watch it if you live in the States, but it's just not, you can't just turn on your TV and turn on a channel and find it. So I never watched it. I knew that they were engaged. But the reason why I want to have Tessa on is because of what happened um, within the last, I don't know when it exactly happened, a couple weeks ago. uh, The story made national news. Joey's Instagram reel made, went viral. Um, when Tessa went to purchase her wedding dress. They're getting married in the fall. She went to purchase a wedding dress. She had found it online. She went and purchased it, and then she was told she needed to pay extra for the bra cups to match her skin tone. And she didn't tell Joey about it right away. It took her a week before she even told Joey the story, and then within 10 minutes, he had an Instagram reel that just went viral because... He was so flabbergasted that it costs money to match your skin tone with your under uh, the uh, the bra cups and your wedding dress. USA Today ran a story on it. Yesterday they were on the Tamron Hall show. If you saw that, maybe you saw that. But we talk about everything that involves uh, this story. I had Tessa retell everybody, retell the story for everybody that just doesn't know what it's about. And it's a really fascinating interview. And it opened my eyes to a lot of things because this is something I had never thought about twice before I read about the story in USA Today and once it went viral. But fascinating story. I'm glad they're getting national attention out of it, so I wanted to give them even more attention uh, because of it because I had some questions uh, regarding it and what has happened since. So you'll hear that coming up in a couple hours on podcast uh, number 377. I want to talk about Clayton because he had a deposition last Friday and there is a hearing coming up on February 27th, assuming it doesn't get postponed or whatever. Uh, there is a hearing for sanctions against Laura Owens. And we'll discuss that as we get closer to it. Hopefully it actually comes off. But Clayton went on a podcast called The Unplanned Podca- Podcast. And I want to he- play this clip for you where Clayton talks about the toll, uh, like, You'll be able to hear it in his voice. This is on his Instagram feed. So it's almost even 
just as good to visually see it because you could see and hear how much this has affected him dealing with this crazy woman for the last nine months. So I just want to play you this clip that's on his Instagram feed and then talk about it a little bit. You don't care. You know exactly what your daughter's doing. You know she's destroying men's mental health. I've had dark thoughts. I went down a dark freaking path. There have been points when I didn't want to continue living my life because of this woman. And I've talked to previous people and the same thing. They said the same thing. I'm like, I've been so freaking close because of you. Do you understand what you've done to my mental health? Do you know what you understand that you've taken me down? And I, I get so angry, so angry. Because I'm like, I cannot believe that you're willing to let somebody potentially take themselves off this planet mm -hmm. because you won't just take accountability. <sighs> take a breath. I'm so sorry, man. <sighs> I'm really scared for what she might do to the next person, and I'm really afraid that, like, they're not going to be able to handle it. And weirdly enough, my previous false accusation, I kept leaning back on that. I was like, well, it's a good thing I went through this once, so I know how the cycle will work. I'll be guilty until proven innocent, and then eventually the facts will come out, and people will come back around. But I'm going to get ripped to shreds initially. But I know how this works. I've been through it one time before. Don't care. So pretty powerful stuff there, to say the least. Um, you know, I've been talking about this case on and off since August when Laura Owens came forward and told the son just this bullshit story that had holes in it from the very beginning. And we've updated you. I've updated you. Dave Neal has updated you literally almost daily. Dave has done it daily. I've done it when I felt that there was a big story to cover here. And, you know, it's funny because you can clearly hear the emotion in Clayton's voice if you visually see it on his Instagram, you know what I'm talking about. And the crazy thing is, this is a woman that I've dealt with just over email. And she has made my blood boil. Because just think of any argument that you've gotten into with someone that you know is in the wrong. And you know is lying to your face. And it's just so frustrating carrying on a conversation with that person. Because no matter what you say... They've got their own narrative in their head, and that's exactly what it's been like dealing with this woman. I mean, just think of the last email she sent me, which was, I don't know, three weeks ago now. Maybe it was a month ago. In that last email, she even said to me, like, I know you're questioning my pregnancy, and just so you know, I, I definitely was pregnant. The exact wording, my pregnancy, contrary to your claims, I was pregnant. And this is backed by comprehensive medical evidence. That was her way of proving to me in her eyes that she was pregnant. Comprehensive medical evidence. Yet, she never showed any comprehensive medical evidence that showed she was pregnant. And this is what I'm saying when I'm talking about this woman makes my blood boil. It makes me feel like I'm banging my head against the wall. We said this at the time, in the moment. Laura, you're four months pregnant. You're five months pregnant. You're six months pregnant. All you got to do is show us one piece of paperwork from your patient portal. Because if you're six months pregnant and you're in your early 30s and you're having twins, which she said she was, 
clearly you're going to the hospital probably every couple weeks for checkups because you're considered high risk. So she tells me in an email, I was pregnant and it was backed by comprehensive medical evidence, yet she never showed anything. And all we kept doing was asking for the basics. Hell, get on a Zoom call. Get on a FaceTime call. Let me just see what you look like with a belly. Could never do it. Never even addressed it when I asked that. Just responds with, oh, no, this is bad. I was pregnant. It was backed by comprehensive medical evidence. Okay, no, it wasn't. This is what I mean when you're dealing with someone who's absolutely batshit crazy. It's very, very frustrating. And this is just me as an outsider whose only interaction with Laura Owens has been through email. Think about what Clayton's been through. On May 20th, he had a hookup with her. They never had sex. And here he is still dealing with this in February of 2024, nine months later. A woman who, in a hearing that she didn't even know was being broadcast over the internet, a woman who went to a hearing and put on a fake baby bump and sat there and rubbed her belly while she was on a Zoom hearing. And then after the fact, obviously still claiming she was pregnant. So, you know, I've told Dave this, I've told Clayton this, I'm like, she has no idea how easy she could have gotten away with this if she just would have claimed, and it would have been disgusting, even if she would have done this, but what she did afterwards was even worse. Because if she would have just claimed miscarriage after, I don't know, eight weeks, ten weeks, when she realized Clayton wanted no part of her, she was drawing up dating contracts and all this stuff to try and get him to date her, if she would have just claimed miscarriage after eight to ten weeks, none of us would have been able to say anything. I would have had it in the back of my head that I never believed a word she said, but I wouldn't have been able to go in so hard on her and say you were never pregnant because I wouldn't have been able to prove it because that early in the process, yes, she could have had a miscarriage in her own home and nobody would have been able to prove it because she wouldn't have had to go to a doctor. But when she was at seven months pregnant and saying, I'm still pregnant with twins and they're Clayton's, and then all of a sudden she just says, oh, I'm not pregnant anymore. And it's just like, okay, well, now we're going to be able to prove that you were never pregnant. Because at seven months and then no pregnancy, you have to show that w- what happened to these two children that were inside you. You have to provide a death certificate after 20 weeks in the state of Arizona. And she said she was seven months. So she's going to have her comeuppance. I hope it's. I hope she has to pay for what she's done to Clayton and to the Arizona court system. I don't know what that penalty is. I have no idea because I'm not a lawyer. I don't know what's going to happen. She's already flaked out on one deposition. I mean, if I'm if I'm me from the outside, I hope she keeps skipping depositions because at some point some judge is going to throw her ass in jail for skipping depositions or making up excuses to not have to sit and face the music. Whatever the case may be, even if she does do a depo and claims uh, pleads the fifth for every question asked of her, the bottom line is something's coming down in the next few weeks where we're going to start getting some answers. And I think, you know, the like I've, I've said for months, the walls are caving in on her. She's running out of things to say and do. Um, she has pulled her lawsuit against Dave Neal. And, you know, I just think this is one of these things where she realizes she's up against it right now. But I really do think that someone like this who has done this to numerous men now and has used the court system... I think that there has to be a penalty. It's not good enough to institutionalize her 
or have her get some mental health because mental health because she definitely needs that. I mean, that's like the least amount that we can do for her is she needs to get some serious, serious mental health. But there's got to be something more than that. That's not enough for what she has put Clayton through. You heard it in his voice. So I'm glad he did that podcast. I'm going to listen to all of it over the weekend. And I'll take out anything and, and maybe, you know, play it for you next week. But just seeing that clip was, you know, was gut-wrenching. And hearing it, gut-wrenching as well. But, um, yeah, this is just, it's amazing. This is still ongoing after nine months. But hearing on February 27th, hopefully we get some answers then. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So a little more talk on this Sydney Maria stuff. We talked yesterday about how Ashley I watched the episode or was with her on Monday night along with Jill and Ashley I had posted on her Instagram stories, please be kind to our friend. Sometimes you just have to have been there to understand why people made the moves that they did. So as we talked about yesterday, translation was Sydney clearly told Ashley they are leaving stuff out and it's on the editing room floor. I did not just all of a sudden have this hate boner for Maria out of nowhere. So on her podcast, Ashley, I went a little bit deeper, obviously could not get into specifics because we know Sydney is sharing with Ashley. I things that were not shown, which she's technically not supposed to do. She clearly did tell Ashley. I, and probably told Jill as well and others, but they can't come out and say, Sydney told me this because then it gets Sydney in trouble. So what Ashley I said on her podcast is this. We hear Sydney say that she's called her weird, stupid, and embarrassing, and then there were a couple other things that I've heard that she's called her, but it did not make air. You'd have to think that Sydney is making that up, that she totally made that up out of thin air and told Joey about that, so she's a liar, or you can think that you just didn't see her saying that on TV. But I think because there is seemingly... This is all an argument over nothing, and it certainly is not just about Medina and that old comment. Let's just forget about that. That does not exist in my mind, barely during this episode. I think there's a lot of context missing, and that's what I'll say. So even further going down that road of, look, Sydney told me what Maria said to her, did to her, but I can't say anything and give specifics. I mean, it's clear as day. That's what Ashley is saying. Now, Ben responded. And maybe he was just playing contrarian here or doesn't want to believe Sydney, whatever. He said, I see somebody obsessed with causing conflict with Maria for whatever reason, whatever we're seeing, not seeing, experiencing or not. Sydney is beautiful. She is confident. Obviously, you said it, so I have to trust you. She's cool. She's got so much going on 
So, Sydney, what are you doing? Give it up. So Ben is just basically playing devil's advocate there, and it's almost like, you know, I, I understand what Ben is saying. It's just like, look, guys, can we stop beating around the bush? Clearly, Sydney told Ashley what Maria did, whatever it was, and and Ashley won't share it because she feels like she'd be betraying Sydney and she would get Sydney in trouble. So she's saying things like that, like, hey, there's more to this conversation. Sydney's just not going all in on Maria, and it's what I've said for the last two episodes. Her hatred for Maria isn't matching up with what we're seeing, what Maria did that's being shown to us. So clearly stuff is being left out. And again, I don't know if we're going to get any answers. Maybe they'll let them speak a little bit more about it at the Women Tell All. I don't know. But the fact that Ashley went in even further on her podcast, I'm not going to say that Sydney isn't at fault here. I think that she's at fault for the way the edit is coming across She's absolutely looking worse than Maria, but that's because seemingly things are being left on the editing room floor, which isn't showing us why Sydney is so upset at Maria, because what we're being shown doesn't add up. So I hope maybe we get some answers. Maybe Sydney will be able to talk about it more on the Women Tell All. Maybe Maria will be able to talk about it more. Maybe they will drop more clues on social media, what was said and what wasn't said. Like I said, I've heard rumblings too. Like the stuff that Ashley is saying there and said on her podcast, I'm guessing Ashley and I have heard the same exact things, you know, but I'm not going to say and relay what I heard because I can't prove that that's what was said. And it would absolutely turn into now you're turning everybody against Maria and all this stuff. And that's not what I'm doing here. I would just like to get to the truth. I mean, obviously if I could sit here and like I said yesterday, email both of them. Sydney, what did Maria say? Maria, this is what Sydney said. You said, is she lying? It's the easiest way to get to the bottom of this. But this show has such control over these contestants and they don't let them talk about things that aren't shown on the screen because they would basically be giving away their secret sauce, essentially. Maria's being protected by the edit. Plain and simple. I'm sorry. That's what's happening. However, we don't know exactly what she said because they're not showing it and they're not allowing either of these women to talk about it on social media. So I guess we just have to wait. Let's wait till the women tell all. The women tell all is absolutely going to be Sydney against Maria. That will be the biggest fight at the women tell all. It's going to happen. We know it's coming. And let's see if they let them get into a little more details instead of talking about just generic stuff. I honestly do not think that Sydney is calling Maria a bully because of the Medina comment. I'm assuming she did something else that made Sydney feel that way. And she didn't call her a bully because Maria said, you shouldn't feel this way. That's not being a bully. Maria was right when she said, like, look, I've been bullied. That's not it. That's not bullying. And she's right. But I, I, don't, think Mar- I don't think Sydney's making it up out of the blue. So we'll see. Let's see what happens. We've still got only one episode left of Sydney versus Maria. And then we've got women tell all. And hopefully we'll get some answers, more clear answers then. Did anyone see the floor the other night? I can't remember what the category was. It was something to do with elected officials. Or. And they were just basically. I think it was just presidents and vice presidents. I think. No, it was elected. It was elected officials, people in Congress. That was somebody's expertise or whatever. So they're just, again, they would just put a picture up on the screen and you got to just identify who it is. 
And they put Al Gore up on the screen, and the guy didn't know who it was. They also put someone else up on the screen that was very easy, and I'm trying to remember who it was now. Not that I didn't know who it was. I'm just saying, like, I can't remember the easy face that they put up there. I remember Al Gore. And I'm like, how did you not know who Al Gore is? But, again, um, the, the latest one, the one that has taken over most of the board now, she's very animated. Um, she's almost unlikable. <laughs> um, I don't even remember her name. But, again, I get so much anxiety watching that show because I'm yelling out the answers along with them once I see the picture. You know, and it's just like some of the categories are just like, what? Like, bat- you know, someone's an expertise on bathroom supplies and I, you know if you haven't watched the show you'll, you'll be like wait this looks like the stupidest show in the world it kind of is when you explain it to people but it's just okay someone's expertise is bathroom supplies so two people duel against each other they each have a 45 second clock a picture is shown and they just have to identify what it is so bathroom supplies i mean we're going through the basics they show a toothbrush on the screen toothbrush on to the next person they show a they show a uh, hair dryer, hair dryer, <laughs> toothpaste, floss. I mean, just and that's all it is. You just go back and forth. You, you each get to answer what the picture is you see on the screen, and then if you get it wrong, you keep guessing until you get it right. If you don't know it, you say pass, and you lose three seconds off your clock, and your clock just counts down. Whoever's clock hits zero first loses. But yeah, the other one was like presidential figures or Congress or something. And it was some of the most basic people, you know, and they show a picture of Al Gore. Guy was clueless. Too funny. The challenge last night. Look, I'm not great at predicting these things, and I know spoilers are out there, but I have not looked at them all season. I would be absolutely stunned if Norice is not your winner this season. Shit, she just eliminated Kylan and Horacio last week. This week, she eliminates James and Olivia. I mean, we've got a seven-person final, and five of those people have no chance of winning. At least, I don't think. I don't think Berna can win. I don't think Colleen can win. I don't think Corey can win. And I don't think um, I'm missing somebody else. Uh, You know, I'm missing a couple other people. I really only think the two people that can win that thing are Jay or Norese. And I'm not even sure about Jay. So I'm missing I'm missing two people, but um, oh Emmanuel and there's one other person. So uh, this has got to be an Arise win, and good for her because she's absolutely shut so many people up on that show. I get the sense that she's won and that she did win because of how vocal she's been on Twitter all season long. I just don't think that she would be this vocal if she lost and talking so much shit. But I could be wrong. Um. You know, the name of the game, you know, the, the game this season is what does Norris tweet out the night of the show? Last night, uh, she said, we never resolved our friendship. I just kept pushing for my own game person, my own game purposes. She said, edit it out. Me reading almost everyone for filth at the selection. I wish they showed it because I exposed people's secrets that they didn't want aired. Always loved Corey, so I didn't say anything to him or Mariah. Oh, yeah, Mariah is the other one. I don't think she can win. After she won. She wrote, that was Horacio and Kylan with a heart emoji. And she was pretty tame on uh, Twitter last night. So those were her most of her tweets. And 
it's got to be her, right? Like, come on. Put it this way. If it's anyone but her, I think nobody is going to be happy with this season, and they're going to say season 39 sucked. Does anyone really want to see Jay win? Does anyone want to see Emmanuel win or Colleen or Berna or Mariah or Corey? I, I, I don't think they do. Narice is the best player left. She's eliminated the best people. I would be stunned if she doesn't win this thing, and she deserves it more than anybody on that show. Now, one other thing that I came across is that Olivia has a podcast. And I don't, I don't remember the name of it. it. You go on her Instagram page, you can easily find it. But I saw a clip on my Instagram for you or my Instagram search, and she was talking about the fact that, I, I mean, I didn't know this because, like I said last week, the biggest thing is how could she do Narice like that? I thought she was friends with Horacio. Like, what is going on here? And she basically said, I was never friends with Horacio, which kind of surprised me because I think her sister is the co-host and her sister asked her, well, how did you get on Ride or Dies with Horacio? Like, how did you guys become a team? And she said, both of our management teams thought we would be good together. She basically said, I didn't know Horacio before Ride or Dies, which I didn't know. I thought they were like longtime friends who decided to sign up for the show together. Apparently not. Apparently they met right before because their management team thought they would make a good team. So she didn't have allegiance to Horacio, and she said, even on Ride or Dies, I felt I was solo. She goes, I became friends with him, but to say we were lifelong friends and BFFs and we were that close, that wasn't the case. So that does add a little context to me for what happened last week. I thought she was longtime friends with Horacio. I still think she should have saved Norris last week. That doesn't change anything. But it was just news to me. I did not know that, but... Again, at the reunion show for this season of the challenge, we're clearly going to have Norris and um, Olivia go at each other. You know, even if you look at last night's episode, Olivia felt bad. She basically told Norris, I screwed up. I understand you're upset. There's no excuse for what I did. I should have saved you, yada, yada, yada. She was happy for her. She hugged her once Norris won, but yet Norris has been shit-talking her all season long on Twitter. So something else, again, must have gone down since the end of the season because the way they ended it last night, yes, Norris isn't a fan of her, and Norris is basically, you know, I'll forgive, but I'm not going to forget kind of situation of her not saving her, but Norris has gone way hard on Olivia all season, so she clearly has something else out for her, and we're probably going to find that out at the reunion show, but man. I, I can't wait till the finale, and I will be. I'm telling you right now, this season will be an absolute. It'll be a one out of ten if anyone but Norris doesn't win uh, the final. And finally, just want to end with this: Have any of you seen or heard about Bobby Altoff, the podcaster? It, it's just I, the whole thing has been weird from the very, very beginning because she basically just took off out of nowhere. She has a very dry sense of humor. She has an uncomfortable conversations with celebrities that she's been able to get as guests on her podcast. Nobody understands how or why this girl who just started out as like a mommy TikToker and did some funny bits on her TikTok and then just started a podcast and then was getting Drake on her podcast and other people that are big names. And we're just like, how is this woman getting... She just started her podcast and she's getting Drake. Uh, she got Mark Cuban on her podcast. And we're just like, how is this happening? And... If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. She has just this very 
very monotone, does not show any emotion whatsoever when she speaks, and just makes her podcast conversations uncomfortable. If you don't know, she's putting on a bit. That's not the way she is in real life. She's done interviews um, with other people. She's been on other people's podcasts, and she just talks like a normal woman. But when she does her podcast, it's like, I want to make you uncomfortable. I want to ask weird questions. Well, anyway, her whole thing was based around she got some notoriety because she was a mommy TikToker. Well, we find out yesterday that her husband filed for divorce back in July, which was right around the time of the Drake interview. And there was some rumors going on that there might have been some cheating happening and maybe she hooked up with Drake. And now that we find out that her husband filed for divorce three weeks after the Drake interview where people are starting to put two and two together. I don't know if it means that she did. I don't think that proves anything. But the whole thing is kind of fascinating because of her rise in the podcast world. And I, to me, like, look, to each their own. You know, maybe she listens to my podcast and thinks it sucks. I don't know. I'm not saying her podcast sucks. I'm just saying I didn't think it was funny. I didn't get it. I knew she was doing a bit. I knew that wasn't her real personality. And I just didn't, I don't know. I don't get it. I didn't think it was that funny because I know that's not her real personality. And how do I know going into it, the other people know how they're going to be talked to by her. So nothing about their exchange seems genuine to me. So anyway, she got divorced. Uh, she addressed it yesterday on her Instagram. Now I'm just curious, just as as popular as she got and whatnot, I'm curious to see what happens to her podcasting career now that she's a single woman. And I'm wondering if it's going to go away and her popularity has like, like she went from zero to a hundred right away. Can she maintain that hundred? Because it's very, it's not very easy in the podcast world. As you can ask, I don't know, Chris Harrison. You can ask Amy and TJ. Like, yeah, the first few people want to listen to what you have to say because it's your start. But are people still listening in droves like they were for your first couple? Probably not. She is based off of the interviews that she gets, so obviously she gets big, big names. It's just people were questioning. How is somebody who's literally a nobody getting big name guests on their podcast? So I don't know what's going to come of it, but that story broke yesterday and there's just a lot of people apparently. So I've heard uh, some nudes have been released of Drake online and now people are thinking that, oh, because um, Bobby, you know, I don't I, I'm not sitting here claiming that they're linked to her. I have no idea if they are and I have no idea if she even had anything going on with Drake after that interview happened, but. That's what the rumor is. That's what people seem to be speculating. I'm not going to jump into that because I don't know. I have no fucking clue if she hooked up with Drake or not. But I'm interested in just the podcasting part of it because I never really understood her popularity to begin with. And now that she, you know, her 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 career or her brand was kind of based off being a mommy and being married and a husband. She put a husband in a lot of her TikTok videos. I'm curious to see what happens to her now, but uh, definitely we'll be following that story. And if you didn't hear that yesterday, yeah. Um, she took to Instagram. Husband filed for divorce back in July, but she finally said, announced it yesterday. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review. You got to hit play. That's the only way downloads are being recorded right now. Sports Daily is up in an hour from now. In two hours from now, Podcast 377 with Tessa Tukes and her fiancé, Joey Kirchner. You're going to want to listen to this one. Very, very informative stuff. Again, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!